Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Alicia, a licensed marriage and family therapist, and this is the Dr. Alicia Podcast. So what's the lyrics to your life, love, and relationships? Sit back, relax, or take notes, and let's explore. Please note that this podcast should not be a replacement for therapy. For information about how to find a therapist, see the links in the description. This episode is brought to you by Registry Bridges. Registry Bridges introduces a new concept for your shopping experience. Their boutique provides exquisite jewelry, accessories, event decor, and gifts for all styles and all occasions. Visit Registry Bridges today at www.registrybridges.com. Be sure to let them know that Dr. Alicia sent you to receive a special discount. Welcome to the third episode of the Dr. Alicia podcast. To continue with the focus on Black fatherhood for the month of June, I'm going to discuss the next three of the 11 areas of father involvement according to my research. A father's positive emotional response, their emotional connection, and emotional negative engagement. I'll also be discussing the man box as coined by Tony Porter. Today, I'm going to talk about Black fathers expressing their emotions to their children and adult children. Paul Eggman had a theory that everyone across cultures expresses seven basic human emotions through universal facial expressions. It's happiness, sadness, anger, fear, surprise, disgust, and contempt. If you Google the emotional wheel, you'll see a picture with these seven emotions in the center with the second and third layer of emotions that span within the circle. Now, I think it's one of the greatest creations because it allows people to explore what other emotions they may be experiencing beyond just the basics. I give this to all of my clients in therapy to help them explore the root of some of their emotions. So for an example, if I come home and I say I'm angry, that doesn't really help much, right? As far as giving much content of of what I'm feeling. But if I say I feel angry because of what happened at work today, it was a long day and it was very draining and I'm just really upset about it then that helps. Now, within this emotional wheel, the emotions are color-coordinated. So within the red is anger. So if I look and I pull back the layer and say, yes, I'm angry because of what happened at work today, um, but I'm also feel let down because I didn't get that promotion that I really wanted. And I worked really hard for it. And if I pull back these layers of let down and maybe even humiliated, is that I also feel betrayed by my colleague because she was able to get that promotion and I didn't. And if I'm really honest with myself, I'm also mad and jealous of her because I don't feel like she deserved it. I feel like I deserved it. And I'm just jealous because she was able to get something that I've worked so hard for. It may also make me feel underneath this is critical and maybe maybe even also dismissive of her 
right? Or of the whole company that I've been with this company for 25 years and they have overlooked me. And now I become critical of the company or I become critical of my colleague and dismissive of her hard work, right? Now, if I'm expressing these emotions of anger to my partner, and if my partner's attuned, hopefully, <laughs> my partner will really be able to connect and empathize and validate with me being angry because I didn't get this promotion that I have worked so hard to get. Now, the opposite of empathy and validation is my partner said, well, you know you're lazy, or you know you didn't really work that hard, or you probably could have worked harder then that's going to make me feel even more angry and frustrated and aggressive and hostile. And now I'm going to take all of this anger from work and project it onto my partner, right? Now, if we know that anger is also the secondary emotion or reaction emotion to something else. So if I'm really honest uh, and I pull back the layers of anger, I may also say that I feel sadness and hurt because of this lack of recognition. And I'm also embarrassed because I put it in the group chat with my family and friends that I was going to get this promotion. And now I have to go back and tell them that I didn't get it. Or I'm also maybe feeling disappointed in myself because I was really banking on this promotion because it comes with a bonus. And I was going to use that bonus to take a trip this summer. And now I can't go. And then the other people who were counting on me have to pull back. So now I feel disappointed in myself, right? So now I have really described my emotional, emotional experience beyond just being mad and not saying anything and just shutting down and maybe just going to my room. Now I've pulled back the layers of anger and tapped into some of those emotions of jealousy and frustration. And then I've also tapped into some sadness, some disappointment and embarrassment. And now I can ask myself, what do I need to give myself? Now, maybe I need to journal. Maybe I need to um, read some scriptures. Maybe I need to read um, some positive affirmations to remind myself of who I am. Or maybe I need to order some cheesecake from the Cheesecake Factory with caramel and pecan, <laughs> because that just makes me happy. Or and, or both and, and I can ask my partner and say, this is what I need from you. I need a hug or I need some validation or some reassurance, right? So using this emotional wheel allows you to tap into, again, what other emotions might you be experiencing that you can tap into to figure out what the heck are you feeling and what you need, and then being able to express that to someone else and ask them for what you need as well. So find this emotional will, use it. It is a great tool to give you the emotional words to better describe your experience. And I'll probably give another podcast episode just talking about emotions um, because it's so needed when trying to express yourself. Again, not only to your, to yourself, but to others. So now let's get into the next three components of father involvement for my dissertation research. Now, these could be represented as a theme song by the 90s group by H-Town, All Things Deal With Emotions. And that's what these three areas are all about. A father's positive emotional response 
emotional connection, and emotional negative engagement. So first, we have positive emotional response. And this is about how fathers respond to their children and how they make them feel emotionally and mentally. This is about pouring into your children and adult children by telling them that they are a good person, making them feel special, and comforting them when they're feeling sad. It's also about encouraging them to say how they feel, and when they do, responding in a way that reassures safety, your acceptance, and your love. And it can be the smallest or simplest gesture, such as making eye contact when they're speaking, or repeating what you heard them say to show that you were listening, or texting encouraging statements to let them know that they can do anything and that you're proud of them. Now, the second one is emotional connection. And the song that describes this area is The Best of My Love by the 70s group, The Emotions. And for this area, I just want to highlight the importance of saying, I love you to your children and adult children. Growing up in a home where love was just not present because it was shown, or you just knew your dad loved you, even though he didn't say it because Actions speak louder than words, right? Well, not quite, because it's critical to hear the words as well. So being mindful of saying the love words while also allowing the actions to be aligned. Now, if you didn't hear the words growing up, what's getting in the way of saying it now? Because you can't keep using the excuses, my parents didn't, so I'm not, or my kids know it, so I don't have to say it. This goes back to the attachment questions I mentioned during the last episode. Are you there? Do I matter to you? And will you come when I need you? And I'll also add, do you love me? If you do, tell me. Because you can never say I love you too much to your children and adult children. Now, the third one is emotional negative engagement. And this type of involvement is damaging to the self-esteem, self-worth, and self-confidence of little children that will grow up to be adults who, who will internalize that and feel unworthy and not good enough. So saying or making a child feel that you are ashamed of them for their decisions or their identity or for not being who you want them to be is emotionally discouraging and crushing. So again, be mindful of the words that you use and how you engage to build a relationship with them, regardless of their age. Now, all of this sounds good, right? But how do you put it into action if you didn't have the model of a father or a father figure? Well, therapy is one way, and I'll continue to preach that throughout the podcast, as, as well as taking the time to think about what you didn't get and how it has impacted you. Now also think about what you would have wanted or needed during your childhood. Now typically it's the opposite of whatever was negative. So do just that. And yes, it is easier said than done. So again, going to therapy to help you become more emotionally connected to yourself and then to your child will help greatly. 
So again, use the emotional wheel as one tool to better understand your emotions so that you can understand others. Okay, to transition, we have one other thing that I want to talk about, which is the man box. Now, in Tony Porter's TED Talk, A Call to Men, he breaks down the stigma of what it means to be a man. And he talks about these 11 characteristics within this, quote, the man box. So to the men, reflect if you can relate to any of these messages. Okay. Now, in the man box, he has number one, do not cry openly or express emotion except for anger. Number two, do not express weakness or fear. Number three, demonstrate power and control, especially over women. Number four, be aggressive and dominant. Number five, be a protector. Number six, do not be like a woman. Number seven, be heterosexual. Number eight, do not be like a gay man. Number nine, be tough, athletic, have strength and courage. Number 10, be a man who makes decisions and one who does not need help. And number 11, be a man who views women as property and objects. Whew. <laughs> That's a lot. So <clears throat> let's unpack a few of these items to break free from the man box and begin to redefine what it means to be a man. So first is do not cry openly or express emotions except for anger. So think back, where did you learn this message? Have you ever seen your father, father figure, or respected man cry or express deep romantic feelings for a woman? How did you perceive him? Did you see him as weak and too vulnerable? What do you think would happen if you saw that father or father figure or respected man cry? How do you think others might perceive him? Hmm. Now, this also goes into the second item in the box. Do not express weakness or fear. Now, for women, have you ever called a man lame, a punk, or another degrading name for expressing his feelings or for crying or sharing that he is scared of something? If you could view his body language or those nonverbals, how do you think he responded? when you called him any of these things? How do you think he felt in that moment? Now, this has also come up recently regarding NFL player Russell Wilson and how he expresses his feelings towards his wife, Sierra. Now, many have opinions about this masculine man expressing emotions publicly. Now, whether it's men or women who disapprove, I'm sure this isn't helpful in creating a safe space for any man to share his vulnerabilities because it creates trust issues in his romantic relationships. 
If a man can't trust his romantic partner with his deepest secrets, fears, and wishes, he may then begin to shut down or stonewall, which would then increase his insecurities altogether. So if a man opens up to you in an emotionally available way, be mindful of how you respond and don't perpetuate the problem by reiterating the negative things that society and our culture says about men because the little boys and the little girls are watching because it sets the tone of what is a man and what does it mean to be masculine. Okay, the other item in the list I want to address is men should be tough and athletic and show strength and courage. So for fathers, is this a belief and value that you teach your sons? And if so, why? And the question could, of course, go to the moms as well. Do you pressure your sons to play a sport over being in a band? or not playing anything at all? Do you push him beyond his comfort level and just call it courage? Do you expect your daughters to express more emotion than your sons and say, well, we parent our sons and daughters differently because they need things differently. And when the sons do express their emotions, do you shun them and tell them to man up? And again, this is part of the perpetuating problem that happens, especially in our culture, because for little boys, they don't have a safe space to be able to openly express how they feel. So they learn to keep those emotions bottled inside, only express when when you're angry, because you need to show that aggression and that dominance and that power and the control. And don't let anyone punk you. Don't let anyone walk all over you. Be strong. Be tough. But then what happens when these little boys become adolescents and they are struggling with regulating their own emotions and trying to figure out what the heck they feel beyond just angry and frustrated? Because they don't have the emotional words to be able to use to describe and express and articulate how they feel. And then when they become young adults in society, in their job, and in their romantic relationships, what happens? They do the same thing that they did as little boys. They shut down because there was no safe space for them to be able to talk about how they feel. Because their dad, their mom, and the people in their community shun them for doing that. Don't cry. Little boys don't cry. You're the man of the house. You're supposed to man up. And you're 12. Or 14. Or 6. And then you're in these romantic relationships. And then they're struggling trying to emotionally connect to their partner. And then when they become fathers, they struggle teaching their sons how to do that. But again, there was no, excuse me, safe space to be able to do so. So now we have a cycle that must be broken. And it starts with you, whoever you are, 
that if you see something, say something. If you have nephews or nieces or sons or cousins or mentees, to break that cycle. <clears throat> now, what other things do you do that you have learned or picked up on that is emotionally damaging? Again, be mindful of it and hold yourself accountable to say, I'm going to do something different. Also, what are some things that you do that's actually helpful that does break the stigma and allows for a new way of interacting and connecting emotionally? Are you going to therapy? Do you have a man cave conversations or getting up with other men that you can have conversations like this to say, we're going to do something different to break the pattern? Are you helping your children to break the pattern and encouraging them to do something different? So again, use the emotional will. I promise you, you will not be disappointed in connecting to how you feel. Now, I'm sure we could also create a, a woman box <laughs> and redefine what it means to be a woman and how these negative stereotypes shape women's experience as well. So when are we going to reshape and redefine how men and fathers express themselves openly? Again, creating space for their children to observe this behavior as acceptable, that it is okay. And as women, can we also do our parts in holding the vulnerability and courage for them to share and be accepting of men being able to do so without calling them names or shunning them, but welcoming that as well? as well as for women to also, again, be connected to their emotions so that there can be this emotional connection and these positive emotional response from each other. And I know this is about fathers and children, but this can also span out into those romantic relationships as well. Okay, now in next week's episode, I'll discuss the next two areas of father involvement which are more development and gender role development. So stay tuned because again, we have a lot to unpack. Now I'm gonna end this episode because I know this week was full of a lot of activities that was going on as we celebrated Father's Day and Juneteenth. So happy Father's Day to all the fathers and father figures and respected men who took on that role to be a positive male in someone's life. And also, happy Juneteenth. This episode is brought to you by Registry Bridges. Registry Bridges introduces a new concept for your shopping experience. Their boutique provides exquisite jewelry, accessories, event decor, and gifts for all styles and all occasions. Visit Registry Bridges today at www.registrybridges.com. Be sure to let them know that Dr. Alicia sent you to receive a special discount.